This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Good and Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News show on a very cold match day morning. It's crazy how quickly things change in terms of temperature and of course form for Arsenal off the back of three opening game defeats going into four back-to-back victories hopefully aiming to make it a fifth against Neil Mopay's Brighton. Um, Very interesting game today. 5.30pm UK time. Uh, Of course, I'll be covering it for football.london. You'll be able to find my reaction to the game straight afterwards over on the Arsenal way. So make sure if you aren't already, please do go over there and subscribe. I'll be filling you with content, of course, through football.london. We'll have lineup reactions and, of course, a full-time opinion piece going out as well. So make sure that you are following Football London's Arsenal feed and the Arsenal way, of course, as well. Uh, We, of course, will be covering all of the game on the channel as well tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I don't get off shift tonight until 11, so I won't be doing a show this evening, but there will be the 8 a.m. show tomorrow morning to go through the game with a podcast with the regulars a little bit later on as well. So make sure you're subscribed to the Google Talk and the Arsenal Way to get all all of your latest TC content. So please do make sure you haven't, have rather, if you haven't already, and drop a like on today's video. It takes you two seconds. Just click that like button and get involved with the fun by joining up as a member and joining our Discord server. For those that have recently signed up, I'll be putting a new link to the Discord in the community tab after today's show. So make sure that you're in there so you can join the discussion in the Discord server for the match. It goes on throughout the game if you want people to chat to. Uh, then you can. I've also got some exciting news next week about the possibility of winning some tickets for an Arsenal game. More info to come, as I say, next week. So make sure you're tuned into the channel and subscribed because the only way you're going to be able to win those tickets is if you're subscribed to the channel. But I look forward to giving you some more info about that very soon. And also, if you didn't check out yesterday's William Saliba report of how he's got on 
in the month of September, then make sure you go and watch that back with Ben, uh, who is really, really good uh, regarding breaking down the player. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Liam, yes, you have indeed made one of our live shows. Thank you all so much. I'm glad that the chat box <laughs> is congratulating you. That's the type of community that we've built here. Uh, Christopher says, just a quick question. What colour is North London? You know it's red, fella. You know it's red. And let me ask you a question. What do you think of Spurs? And you can let me know in the chat box. Good morning, everybody in the chat box. Brilliant to see so many of you, as always, making this part of your morning routine. Let's crack on with the first story of the day. And we start with a brilliant victory by Arsenal's under-23s, who are now top of the under-23s league, considering the fact that Arsenal were surviving relegation on the last game of last season. The amazing turnaround that Kevin Betsy has, has achieved is frankly brilliant. Yes, he's got a great team, but he had a lot of those players last season and he has had got arguably less of those with so many of them going out on loan. So much so that players like Ben Cottrell, Kido Taylor-Hart, Omari Hutchinson are on the bench because there's so much talent in this Arsenal side. And it's a really exciting time to see so many coming through. Two goals from Balogun, one being obviously, or two of them technically being penalties. The first one was saved and he scored the rebound. The second one, he just wins by this unbelievable piece of skill. Where he just kind of like rolls it back on from his right foot to his left and then side foots it through uh, the player's legs to then run past and win a penalty off him just by bamboozling him, basically. It was brilliant. Um, and Salah Adin scoring another. I think that's two and two for him now from midfield. Really exciting stuff. Charlie Patino had another really influential performance on the pitch as well and went over to throw his shirt into the stands. Our reporter from Football London, Kaya Karnat, was there and reported on that. So make sure you go and check out his Twitter feed to get all of that lovely stuff as well. But really good moves from Kevin Betsy's side. Now, Mikel Arteta has been speaking about Edu ahead of the game. And he says that when we had difficult moments, he, Edu, has been the best. Because difficult moments is when you see the real face of people, who they are, what their values are, and if you share those values or not. We have worked incredibly uh, well together and having to make so many decisions that I'm sure in football is not easy to not clash. We've done it in a great way and I'm so proud of the people that we have in our organisation. When I talk about unity, it's because unity brings synergy, a word I like to use, uh, and that happens with Edu or the CEO or my players. Then there is something that comes up that is one, one add one is not two, it sometimes is three. And why is it? It is because this unity exists and what happened in the stadium the other day in the North London derby is exactly that. Now, I want to take your mind back. Imagine you've got yourself a TARDIS and you're throwing yourself back in time to, I think it was deadline day, when the ever-present AFC Bell tweeted out that there was unrest. Do you remember that? Do you remember? In fact, let me do them the credit of finding the actual tweet because I'm sure... I'm sure that there was a tweet on the final day of last, uh, the last transfer window. Um, let's have a look. Let's translate this. A source? No, not that one. <laughs> I'm trying to find this tweet. I'm sorry there was something about there being unrest that would kind of come out in the news. Yes, I found it. In the next, so on the 30th of August at 9.39 p.m. UK time, the AFC Bell tweeted saying, in the next few hours, some leaks may appear about one of the prominent personalities in the club. And if the information that will be published is correct, regardless of whether it is right or wrong, there will be a huge question mark on the random way in managing and making decisions at the highest level of the club. 
Remember that tweet? Well, that, to be honest, could not have been further from the truth because Arsenal seemed like a unified force. It seems like everyone knows exactly what's going on behind the scenes. That was demonstrated with the quick work in getting six signings and spending the most of any other previous transfer window to get signings that have all played their part in this early part of the season. All six came on or played during the North London derby and Edu and Arteta could not look in more harmony right now. Sometimes people just want to try and destabilise what is going on and you should be careful with what you follow and what you listen to and how you get your information. Just a word of warning, but some really good stuff coming out of the club and absolutely brilliant to see it happening the way that it is. Dabo, in the chat, thank you ever so much for becoming a member. Really appreciate your support as well as all of our members. Make sure you join our Discord server to get in with the discussion over the game. Let's move on to the next story, which comes from an interview with Gabrielle, who says, I think more than anything on the pitch, the language was the biggest difficulty for me in terms of adapting. There are a lot of players here who speak French, Portuguese and Spanish, but in this country, you have to speak English, and that was tough for me. My English still isn't perfect, but it's definitely a lot better than it was, and that's helping me a lot. And obviously, we knew that language was always going to be a big thing, especially when you're playing next to a Scottish left back and an English right-sided centre back. He is going and an English goalkeeper as well. You're going to need to learn the language to best communicate with those players and he is learning the language very well at a very quick rate and I'm sure he's getting lessons nearly every day to try and learn more because he is getting so much better and we know how important he is for me. He was my September player of the month. I thought his impact on the team and the way in which he moved into the side and just transformed our defence was so crucial. Tommy Asu was a very close second, but Gabriel, I just think, has been absolutely brilliant. So fair play to him. Let's move on then to our final story. And it revolves around an article that I put out yesterday morning, I believe, or maybe uh, maybe Thursday evening, uh, that Miguel Aziz, uh, that the consideration about recalling him could be increasing every single day with the fact that he is simply not getting enough minutes on the pitch. And the problem is, is that you need this guy playing. You see someone like Charlie Patino, like Saladin, that are playing exceptionally well, playing week in, week out for the under-23s. Him not playing is a problem. Him not playing at Portsmouth is an issue. Now he's got an injury, which means he'll be out for a little bit longer. But prior to that injury, he played 59 minutes all this season so far. There will be a consideration to recall him. He has got a recall clause in his contract. We know that Arteta is not privy to recalling them, in fact, or rather he is privy to doing it because we've seen it happen with Nketiah and Leeds United when he first took over. And so this is certainly something that could be considered. We know that Mohamed Elneny and Thomas Partey will be going off to the African Cup of Nations in the January window as well. So Aziz could be brought back for that period and then loaned back out at the end of the window. It also depends on Granite Xhaka's fitness because he's expected to return just before that January window starts. We could also bring in someone on a short-term loan or maybe even a more permanent signing. We will wait and see. But that is all of today's news. And so, of course, as always, we do finish with your questions. So if you have a question, a theory, a query, or a thought, um, throw it into the chat. It's as simple as that. And we'll try and go through as many of those as feasibly possible um but thank you all so much everyone that is tuning in if you haven't already please do drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here thank you very much mm -hmm. 
I don't know what I'm saying. Mm -mm, it's just water, but tasty. Uh, let's go to Nikolai, who says, uh, what would you do? Pepe in a 4-3-3 or just swap with Lokonga? If you watched our preview show, uh, which was earlier in the week, me, Pablo, Ojo and Dan all agreed with the same exact lineup and we would all just put Lokonga straight in um, to uh, the lineup alongside Thomas Partey in, instead of uh, Dranit Xhaka. Keep it the same. Keep the balance right. Keep the team playing. Yes, Brighton play a very different team. But at the same time, I think it's important that we try and keep consistency, play our best team. And I think this is our best team. Pepe will come off the bench if we need him to, and we can keep the game as is. Let's go to Kunjun, who says, I've watched many videos hating on Mopay leading up to our game this weekend. If it wasn't for Leno's injury and Martinez's form, he wouldn't have received the fee we did from Villa. Um, Mope, that's, I mean, they're two separate points, isn't it? I think with Mopay, I'm not surprised you've seen a lot. I think I mentioned it the other day. There's been some very harsh stuff said about the player. You need to keep abuse to the minimum, but obviously he's a very annoying character and we know that he likes winding Arsenal fans up. Fingers crossed, we can just do the business on the pitch a little bit later on today and silence him and Brighton and put them back in their place. It'd be much, much appreciated. Um, Said says, my theory is that we are winning the league. Well, fair play. That's very, very brave and respect to it. Uh, Mr. Harrison says, we've made some great signings. We're starting... Uh, sorry, good signings. We're starting to find a style of play and we have a solid youth player coming through. Lots to be excited about. Lots of work still to do. Uh, let's go to Brad, who I've not noticed in the chat. Brad says, do you think Pepe will get any game time this weekend? Off the bench, I think he'll get some game time. I'd be surprised to see him start, but you never know. Arteta ends up surprising plenty of us. We all know very much. EKK says, morning, TGT family. TGT gang, make sure you're saying hello to EKK in the chat. Says, glad I caught the stream before it ended. We're glad to have you here, EKK. Uh, Christopher says, Tom, any idea how Moller is getting on in Germany? Yes, he suffered with a bit of, he's had a couple of issues, unfortunately. He's not scored yet. He's only played, I think, what, three games. He had a back issue and he had an infection. So he's not, um, he's not really playing all that much at all at the moment. I had a chat with Kev uh, from Next Generation Arsenal, uh, as you can watch it. Actually, we cover the Arsenal youth team uh, for the whole of September. So make sure if you haven't already checked that out, please do. And we had a little bit of a chat off air about Moller. And there's a little bit of a concern because you see Mika Biref come in and see him doing so well for the youth side. Moller needed that loan. It looked like a decent loan to get in regular minutes in the third tier of German football, but... It's it's not going to plan right now, mainly because of issues off the pitch rather than issues on the pitch to do with fitness and his health. So that's the issue right now. Matt G says, Tom, does Balogun need to go out on loan in January? Depending on our striker situation, depending on what happens with Eddie and Ketia, I would be very tempted to, yes, send him out on loan. Manu says, talking about players not doing so hot on loan, I really hope we don't recall Reese Nelson. Arna Slot is a great manager who knows what he is doing. I, just, I had a chat with... Um, some of the guys I know who are working with uh, uh, kind of some podcasts over on Feyenoord. And the, the fitness team has apparently said that he's not fit to play. Like, I know he's he's struggled with the intensity of the final training, but there's apparently a reluctance to even put him in the squad, even though he's technically fit. Apparently, he's not re yet ready to be included in the final squad, which is a bit of a concern. Um, we'll see what happens along that line, but it's not looking too great for Reese Nelson at the moment because they don't deem him fit enough to even be in the squad right now, which is crazy. Uh, Jonathan says, Tom, what do we need to know about, what do we know about Jack Henry Francis? What we know about Jack Henry Francis is that he's just signed a new professional contract. You probably saw that from Chris Wheatley reporting it 
on your Twitter feeds. Really exciting young player. Um, I don't know much about him. I'll be very honest. All I know is that he's very highly rated by the club, but I, I haven't been in and around him. We saw him obviously come off the bench, I think, a couple of times in pre-season. Looks a little bit lively. We'll have to watch this space regarding Jack Henry Francis, but he has just signed a new professional contract with the club. Jasmine says, I think if Lokonga plays alongside Partey, Lokonga will be the one deeper on Partey to cover the Xhaka position. I agree. Um, Samia says, what are your thoughts on Martin dropping very deep like he did against Burnley? Didn't like it personally. You need that 15 metres higher and to not screen the defence. Look, I want to see um, Erdegaard playing in the 10 role, pushing and pressing and running because he's done that so incredibly well. He's had a whole week to recover and I want to see it happening again this Saturday evening. And says, who do you think will play more this season, Nketiah or Balogun? Ironically, probably Nketiah, to be honest. And I think Balogun may end up going out on loan. It depends what happens in January with those two. Um, probably not me, says it's funny how a narrative can change in just a couple of weeks. It used to be that we signed a bunch of young players for the future. Now we sign a bunch of good players that happen to be young too. I mean, to be fair, when we talked about it, we talked a lot about how they could improve us in certain areas, but I think they've all surprised plenty of us in how good they've been since they've entered the team. A man who says, who are you thinking of to bring in a short-term loan? Maybe test the waters of an organ cockju. Uh, I know, Manu, you're a big fan of the guy and seeing him play in a slightly deeper role this season, maybe someone that we could look at. We've been linked to him previously. We never really made a bid or an offer that got, if it did, it didn't get accepted. But I know that there was interest from Arsenal, but nothing regarding a formal bid was ever made. Maybe. Keep an eye on that area. But he says, what should we do with Balogun? He is too good for the 23s. I think alone in January probably makes a lot of sense. Uh, what do you think about VDB, says Jaden? VDB. Um, why can't I not work out who that is? <laughs> Jaden, tell me. I'm probably being an absolute dolt and not realising who that is. Ratha Mary says, do you think if Basuma is not the Brighton team today, do you think we have a better chance of running the midfield? Absolutely. If they miss Basuma, then... That's their best player, arguably gone. So absolutely, we'd be better off without him. Uh, double barrel names need to stop, says Jung Bergkamp. I mean, double barrel names are pretty common um, because, you know, a lot of parents aren't together these as these days in comparison to previous years. Um, it's more of a modern occurrence, so I'm not surprised that there's more of them. I don't think you can necessarily say they need to stop. People can name their kids whatever they like. Uh, Jasmine says, Tom, now that Xhaka is injured, perhaps time to fast track Charlie Patino into the first team. He plays a lot in the Xhaka position this season. Do you think he's up for that role? I think he still needs to specialise and to work out where he's going to play best. He kind of played a little bit further forward for the under-23s, but he is a central midfielder. He can play in the number eight role if he needs to. I I'm, want to see him given chances. I just don't know when those chances will come. Maybe the lead squad. We'll see. Van der Beek, thank you. Yes, thank you, Chatbox. Uh, much appreciate all of you showing how much I need a cup of coffee this morning. Would I take him? I think I talked about this before. I personally wouldn't. I think Man United would charge us too much money, and I think we could probably get a better player in a better deal from elsewhere. Uh, Billy says, thoughts on Arteta mentioned uh, the Champions League. Is it target for this season? Uh, Billy, it's always going to be the target. The club is always wanting again to be getting back into the top four. I'm not saying it's his objective, like the minimum objective for him is top four, but he personally will, of course, be looking to try and push Arsenal towards a top four place. What's the point in you looking any lower? The minimum should be top six, but they should always be looking to go for a top four place. So there you go. 
Uh, Musa, welcome to the live show. Uh, appreciate you taking the time to make it part of your routine today. So there you go. Rather very says, I would take Van der Beek as he is not playing at Man United at all. I'm just worried about the price that Man United would, would charge us, to be honest, for a player that's still a bit of a risk considering how he's gone. Uh, Jasmine, I actually prefer tea. I don't know why I said coffee. It's because I've been hanging around with Chris. I say hanging around with. When you work with Chris Davison so much, his, you know, his mannerisms fall onto you a bit and he's a big coffee drinker. So uh, that's, I think that's probably why uh, <laughs> I started saying coffee when I don't even drink it. Uh, Olu says, Udegaard is a hybrid of a 10 and an 8. He drops deep with the right work ethic. Top, top player. Uh, Katie says, Nketiah turned down Crystal Palace personal terms. We had agreed a fee. He shouldn't get more game time than Balogun, who is our future. Nketiah shouldn't get more minutes than Martinelli. And Balogun, I agree with you, Katie. Uh, Game Boy says, hi, Tom. What is the news about Kroenke? Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. I actually missed that. Um, so Stan Kroenke has ranked in the bottom five most popular Premier League owners, according to a new study. Um, you will be surprised to hear. Um, <laughs> it's barely news, is it? Because obviously he's going to get ranked. But and he's been named as one of the league's least popular owners in a survey conducted by Freebets. The survey ranks Gunners owner 16th amongst Premier League clubs with Everton, Newcastle and West Ham United and Southampton. I'm surprised that Everton, if you remember Everton's owner, I think he's still... Mashiri, who was previously involved with us, and Usmanov's involved with them as well. And they're ranking even lower than us. So that's interesting. Possibly the fact that Everton did hire Liverpool manager Rafa Benitez might have something to do with that. Newcastle, I'm not surprised about. West Ham, I mean, West Ham have been doing very well recently, um, but they've always had issues with, with David Gold, etc. So We'll see if that changes. Southampton, Southampton's ownership have really dropped the ball on their club. They are looking awful right now. They are a club that really had loads of potential, had a lot of good signings, continued to replace with really good players and have just really dropped the ball on, on their club this season. And they're one of my favourite three actually to go down. Norwich, Burnley and Southampton are my three favourites this year. And I, I really would be shocked to see Southampton stay up to be honest. So there you go. Um, let's go to Musa, who joined us for a live chat. So I better answer one of your questions. It says, do you think Arsenal women's can win the Champions League? I think they can win the league at the moment. Champions League is always going to be tough. There's so many really good European women's teams out there. You've got obviously Leon, we know are a massive side. Barcelona, I think, won the last one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, women's Champions League winner 2021. Um, was it Barcelona? Uh, it was Barcelona. They beat Chelsea four 0 So yeah, I thought they beat. I know Chelsea got to the final, but Chelsea had been dominating English women's football for a for a while for a couple of seasons, two or three years. And I think now that Arsenal have managed to make a few decent signings and have managed to keep. I was gutted when we lost Van der Donk because she's great. Um, but we managed to keep. Mia Dimar, which is always going to be a tough one because for my money, she's the best female player on the planet um and if you're not winning a title and if you're not competing for the champions league you would want to move on so it was a big big plus that we were able to keep Mia dmr in this season and the fact that she stayed and that we've made some really good signings on top of that hopefully can push us towards a victory but the girls are doing great and uh fingers crossed they obviously won the north london derby the other day some great work from them and uh, we wish them the absolute best for the season and hopefully they can bring it home and bring them all home 
We want to we want a women's treble. That's what we'd like to see. Um, anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It is match day, so it's a little bit of a shorter show today. I'll be back uh, over on the Arsenal way straight after the game. Link into the channel is in the description, so make sure you do join us for the post-match show. Uh, there'll then be a show tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on here of me getting your reaction to the game. And, of course, a podcast will follow in the convenient 24, 48 hours after that as well so make sure you tune in and subscribe to the gunital to get all of that lovely content it is then the international break as you know i'll be continuing to cover arsenal news but as i'm sure you're well aware the october international break is awful it is disgusting it is incredibly dull but i'm going to try my hardest to bring you some really good content over that time with some really good guests um what happens international international break is people tend to be less busy so we can hopefully get some really good guests on for our let's talk arsenal fans series so i look forward to bringing you all of that goodness on sunday fingers crossed as well maybe early next week you'll see part two of mine and bailey's football fun day video more chance for me to embarrass myself i know i've been hyping it up but it's i just love it i think it's hilarious i thought that episode one was really good so episode two we look forward to bringing you very very soon i also have some personal news I know if any of my teammates are going to be watching this, are going to be laughing. Six Asides is starting again for myself on Sundays. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting back on the pitch. As you probably saw from part one of our Football Fun Day video, I really need the practice. So getting back into Six Asides on Sunday evenings is going to be entertaining and amusing. So I'm looking forward to that. And I was considering even filming some of it to try and either do it for the Arsenal Way content or maybe some funny content here to like, you know, I will see what happens, but uh, any chance to make some content, uh, we'll try our best. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys, to speak to you as it always is. We will see you, um, as I said, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., but you can join me straight after the game over on the Arsenal Way. Link to it is in the description. Drop a like, subscribe to the channel. See you very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you guys. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.